The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Amen. Um, last week we, we started a series, Colossians. Colossians. And that was Paul's letter to the church in Colossae. Colossae is a city in Asia Minor, thank you. It's a city in Asia Minor. And um, um, uh, present-day Turkey um, is one of the cities in present-day Turkey. That's where Colossae is. And last week, we looked at chapter 1 and of the book of Colossians. And this week, we are looking at chapter 2. Next week, by God's grace, we look at chapter 3. And the following week, we look at chapter 4. And that will take us into Easter. The following week after that should be Easter, if I am correct. Colossians chapter 2, from verse 1 to um, 23. I think, yeah. 1 to 23. Colossians 2. 1 to 23. I read. It says that I want you thank you. I want you to know how much I have agonized for you and for the church at Laodicea and for many other believers who have never met me personally. I want them to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. In him lie hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I am telling you this so that no one will deceive you with crafted arguments. For though I am far away from you, my heart is with you, and I rejoice with you, and I rejoice that you are living as you should, and that your faith in Christ is strong. And now that you have accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him, and let your roots go down into him. Let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overflow with thankfulness. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies of an eye-sounding nonsense that come through human thinking and from the spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. For in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. So you also are complete through your union with Christ, who is the head of every ruler and authority. When you, come, when you came to Christ, you were uncircumcised, but not by a physical, you were circumcised, sorry, but not by physical procedure. Christ performed a spiritual circumcision, the cutting away of your sinful nature. For you were buried with Christ when you were baptized, and with him you were raised to new life because you trusted the mighty power of God who raised Christ from the dead. You were dead because of your sins and because of your sinful nature and because your sinful nature was yet to be cut away, then God made you alive in Christ. For he forgave all our sins. Verse 14. He canceled the record of the charges against us. Took it away by nailing it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authority. He shamed them publicly by his victory over them on the cross. So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink. 
or for what you or for not celebrating certain holidays or new moon celebration or sabbaths for these rules are only a shadow of the reality yet to come and Christ himself is that reality don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial and of the worship of angels saying they have had visions about these things their sinful minds have made them proud and they are not connected to Christ the head of the body for he holds the whole body together with his joints and ligaments and it grows and God nourishes it. You have died with Christ. And he has set you free from the powers of this world. So why do you keep following the rules of this world? Such as, don't handle, don't touch, don't taste. Such rules are mere human teachings about things that deteriorate as we use them. These rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, and severe body discipline, but they provide no help. Everybody say no help. But they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desires. Praise the name of the Lord. Last week, we, um, again, as I would say, that if you missed last week, even if you were, you were here last week, particularly if you missed last week, please get the CD um, or download the message for free. And, um, and God will bless you as you do so in Jesus' name. Last week, we, ex we explained that Jesus it, it plus something equals what? Nothing. You know, you can't add anything to Jesus. When you do, you negate the effect of Christ in your life. Faith, someone said, without, uh, has to be absolute in God. That faith that is not absolute is important. But when faith is absolute, he said, result is inevitable. Praise the name of the Lord. So, faith in Christ must be absolute. It can't be Jesus plus something. Jesus plus holy water. Jesus plus philosophy. Jesus plus and the list goes on. It must be Christ and Christ alone. Praise the name of the Lord. And we explained that the, the equation, what Paul was saying to, to the church in Colossae is that the, the equation is Jesus plus nothing. How come these summaries are not coming up? Jesus plus nothing equals what? Equals everything. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. That, he said, is the equation uh, in, 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 in a way. That's what he said. <laughs> that's what he said. Jesus plus nothing equals everything. So, and, and we also saw last week that it is impossible to love Jesus and hate the church. It is, it is impossible to love Jesus and hate the church. We, we also saw last week that... Um, Paul was saying in verse 20, from verse 20, that through God, through him, through Christ, God reconciled everything to himself. He made peace with everything on, in heaven and on earth by the means of Christ's blood on the cross. This includes you. Praise the name of the Lord. We were once far away from God. You were his enemies, separated from him by your evil thoughts and actions. It says, yet now he brought you into his own presence and you are holy, blameless as you stand before him without a single fault. And we explained that when we are in Christ, we stand before God 
without a single fault. And that is totally powerful. When we are in Christ, we stand before God without what? A single fault. Without a single fault. And we, we also explained last week that grace is freedom from sin and not license to sin. Then we wrapped up by, by saying our lives flow from Christ. Every other thing will lead to emptiness. Every other thing leads to, to emptiness. You know, what is amazing about the book of Colossians is the fact that Paul, or one of the things that is amazing, <laughs> is the fact that Paul, we talk about the mysteries of God. And he will say he doesn't want the church in Colossae he doesn't want the church in Colossae to be oblivious. In fact, he wants the church to be aware of the mysteries of God. You know, and if, if, if you look at the, the passage that we read in verse, in verse 2, you know, it's, it's not in my notes, but, you know, I, I couldn't resist but going over this before really going forward. It says, I have complete confidence that I want them, sorry, to be encouraged and knit together by strong ties of love. Now, I want them to have complete confidence that they understand God's mysterious plan, which is Christ himself. You know, he's saying he wants the church, which applies to you and I, to have complete confidence that we understand God's mysterious plans. He calls it a mystery. He says it's mysterious, but he says he wants us to have complete confidence that we understand God's mysterious plans. You see, sometimes we, we want to leave mystery, uh, the mystery of God as, as, as a mystery. But God is saying, no, I want you to understand the full mystery, and that is Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. And verse 6 says that now, just as you have accepted Christ Jesus as your Lord, you must continue to follow him. And you see, therein lies the, the challenge or the, the problem with, with us, uh, the church, is, is that we accept Jesus, but we don't follow Jesus. That's why we have a caricature of, of what Christ looks like that is not really Christ in the church today. That's why we have people that say that, but I, I gave my life to Jesus at some point, or but I, I've answered an altar call, you know, and, and we have churches in every corner. But there's, of course, you and I know, there's not a lot of impact right now. I say right now because that is going to change. In the name of Jesus. Oh yes, it's going to change. And the, 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 the reason is, is because we, we accept Jesus, but we don't follow Jesus. We accept him. In our minds. But we don't follow him with our deeds. And, and Paul is saying that because as, just as you have accepted him, you must, everybody say you must. You must continue to follow him. You see, the more you follow Jesus, the more impossible it is for the enemy to even have anything against you. The more it is for the enemy to even triumph over you. The more you follow Jesus. There was a case of a lady. She now pastors in the U.S. When she came to Christ, she was filled with demons. Heavily. And she, and she went to the church at the time. And said to, the, to a pastor at the time, Oh, she needs deliverance. That she needs deliverance. The pastor says, have you, have you accepted Christ? 
She says, yes, but she needs deliverance. The pastor says, you know what? You know what? He puts her in a department in church. And he says to her, just follow Jesus. And, and she would say later that she was, she was discouraged. But she would also say that she did, appear, she did happen to have a choice. So she followed Jesus. So she was reading her Bible. She was praying. She was loving people. She was just living, just trying to follow Jesus every day. And she said that she just didn't know when the demons, all of them gone. Pew. Totally gone. Why? It's simple. He that dwells in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. He that dwells. Dwells means abide. You are there. If, if he moves, you are moving. If he goes, you are going. If he stops, you are stopping. You are following Jesus. A lot of the problems that a lot of people are looking for deliverance today for just follow Jesus. Everything that cannot follow Jesus will not be able to follow you. Praise the name of the Lord. Just follow Jesus. And the seven says, let your root grow down into him and let your lives be built on him. Then your faith will grow strong in the truth you were taught and you will overthrow Overflow, rather, with thankfulness. Let your roots go down. And we did a whole series on these growing roots, if you remember. And build your life on Christ. Which means that every block you are putting, it's, 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 make sure it is on who? On Christ. On Christ. Why? If you back up a little bit in that passage of scripture, verse 3, it says to us that in, in him lie hidden, in him lie hidden all the treasures of what? Wisdom and, and knowledge. In Christ lies hidden now, I have news for you from this passage of scripture. All you will ever need to know is where? Is in Christ. All. Everything was made by him. All the universe, we thank God for scientists. You know, number one, scientists are amazing people. I'm a scientist, you know. We are amazing people. Number one job of the scientist is to discover things. <laughs> So a scientist is, is renowned and, and, and becomes an emeritus or gets a Nobel Prize for discovering things. Now, if you enter somebody's room and you discover that there's money under the pillow, who put the money there? Somebody must have put the money there. And you go everywhere and say, you are the one that discovered the money. Oh, you must be very smart and you must be very realistic. And look, and that is true. You're, you probably did a lot of work in your searching. But guess what? Praise the Lord. This God that we are talking about, Christ, in him lies the fullness of all the knowledge and wisdom you can ever want. Ever. In fact, you know, we talked about the, if you, if you had, was it the last Corinthian service, the one before that? We talked about the, the galaxy. We talked about the, the, how we are so tiny compared to the scheme of things in, in, the, in the universe. And, and the, the scientists are saying the universe is so big, it is, it is almost unfathomable. And guess what? They are saying that it's like there's another universe. So we are in a multiverse, they are saying. President of Lord. And Christ will just be laughing. Okay, I will show you some more. I will show you some more. And he will show them a new star. And they will rejoice. 
in him. I was saying him. It's hidden all the treasure of wisdom. And so verse 8 says to us, so don't let anyone confuse you. Don't let anyone capture you with empty philosophies of high-sounding nonsense that come from human thinking and from spiritual powers of this world rather than from Christ. It says, for in Christ lives all the fullness of God in a human body. And we explained that last week. So he says, don't let anybody bamboozle you. He says, oh, okay, there's, there's, they are setting, you see, they are setting, there's certain knowledge that, you know, it's not in the Bible. The Bible, you know, is not complete. There's, there's the six and seven book of Moses. Have you heard that before? Then there are this, this the book of Ishka. And then there's this book of, you know, and they have different, what are they looking for? Everything, about everything, is in Christ. So don't let anyone confuse you. I know I'm going very fast, but I'm, you guys are so smart that you are following and you understand everything in Jesus' name. Verse 16 says, So don't let anyone condemn you for what you eat or drink or for celebrating certain holidays or new moon ceremonies or Sabbaths. For these rules are only shadows of the reality yet to come. And Christ himself is that reality. Now, let's just pause in a while. If you have Jesus, really, really, you have everything. If you have Jesus, really, you have everything. Someone said that he that has God and riches doesn't have more than he that has God alone. If all you have is Christ, the person that has Christ and riches doesn't have more than you. Why? Because in Christ is all the riches and all the wisdom and all the power. Hallelujah. And verse 18 says, don't let anyone condemn you by insisting on pious self-denial and of worship of angels saying they have had visions about these things. I would say visions. Verse 20, you have died with Christ and he has set you free from the spiritual powers of this world. So why do you keep on following the rules of this world? Such as don't handle, don't taste, don't touch. And you see, the issues that faced the church in Colossae, as far back as it was, interestingly, we can relate to those issues today in churches, in, and in, in the church. It's the same issues that, that, that we are we have to deal with. There are five of them, basically, from this chapter, from the book, but mainly this chapter. It is this chapter that enumerated all the issues that the church in Colossae has. The first one the issue, which, which if you've been following, it's pretty obvious that the church in Colossae has, and, and Christians today sometimes struggle with, and I, and I mentioned, is, is, is downgrading Christ. That's the first challenge they had. Their first challenge is to what? Is to, is to downgrade Christ. Downgrading Christ. You see, this is not total denial. This is not denial of Christ. But not holding Christ as supreme. And it's, it's, it's so subtle and dangerous. It, it is not that you should deny Christ. It is it's just to, to, to water down Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. And everyone 
Every Christian, we, we struggle with this, not just the church of Colossae. We face this on almost a daily basis. That yes, Jesus, but there's no but after Jesus. It's Jesus, full stop. If, anything that, if there's anything after, it's Jesus again, full stop. If there's anything behind it, it's what? Full stop. I've shared this story before, I'm sure, I'm sure you guys, maybe the, the newer guys may be hearing it for the first time. When we started as a church, just for it house, a very nice, I mean, good guy, I think he's a good guy because I like him, came to me and, and said to me, oh, pastor, we are giving you this land, not this land, a land in another place. I mean, for a new church, we thought, of course, that was good news, Right? So we rejoiced and we danced and we, you know, did all the things that Christians do when they get a breakthrough. Long story short, the nice man, good guy, came to my house and says, you know what, I can preach a sermon. And the sermon was Jesus saying, I am the way, the truth, and the light, right? Nobody comes to the Father except me. I didn't say that. Did I say that? Jesus said it himself. So, so he came to my house and, and he says to me, you know what? I think you should slow down on this Jesus thing. Now, that sounds strange to you, right? <laughs> I think you should slow down on it. You know, in retrospect, you know, when I look back, those are the things that I know I'm not where I need to be yet, but those responses shows me I'm not where I used to be. If we were before, ah, I would have poured fire on his head. <laughs> I mustered all this, the ah, sincerity I could muster. And I said to him, when you remove Christ from our message, you have become Rotary Club. You have become Sunshine Sisters. There's no difference between us and the uh, uh, Jesus at the center of it all. Jesus at the center of it all. From beginning to the end, it's always been with you, Jesus. Jesus, nothing else. Now, so, so, so I, said, I, said, I said to him that I like him, I like this guy so much because he's been very gracious to my wife and I. That I, that I said to him that, oh guy, if you, if you say to me, Pastor, I want you to be wearing white shirts only on Sundays, I probably would consider that. And I'm not lying, I probably would consider it. That's how much I like this guy. I said, but Jesus, untouchable. It's not up for discussion. And I warned him. I said, don't ever, ever 
Now, that was the part of me that was that I said, I've been able to control, but it was still trying to come out. I said, don't ever, in your life, try to talk about what I preach. He says, no, 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 I'm not trying to control what you preach. I said, don't even go there. Then he got up and took the land that he gave the church and left the church. <laughs> now, 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 now. Listen, listen, listen. 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 It was a tough time for us as a church. I mean, this is funny now. But I, I, I told my lead, the leaders, you know, I called the meeting and I said to them that the last time I checked, the earth is still the Lord's. And the fullness thereof. The world. And they that dwell therein. For he founded it upon the seas and he established it upon the floods. The last time I checked, nobody should break sweat on this matter. When the time came, God gave us our own life. <laughs> now, listen. I'm, I'm, you see, let me tell you something. I'm sharing this to let you know that even pastors are not immune from temptation. Everybody we have an opportunity to downgrade Christ. Everybody. It could be to you, or just, you know, it's an allergy, but, you know, Sleep with him and get the car. Then you can wash with the blood of Jesus. It could come in different forms. The same thing that confronted the church in Colossae downgrade Christ. I'm, you see, and the guy, apparently, when he saw that, I mean, this, this guy is not going to budge. He said to me that I'm not even. I'm not saying he wanted to strike a deal. I'm not saying you should stop talking about Jesus. I'm just saying you should tone it down. And I said to him that I cannot tone it down. That is all I have to talk about. Because you were not there when he found me. Oh, yes. You were not there when he delivered me from the powers of darkness and translated me to the kingdom of light. And we are not doing this work for commercial reasons. No, we are not. By the grace of God. If it were, oh, yeah, of course. That is a very simple decision. I said to him, there's no decision to be made here. Decision has been made already. The church in Colossae downgrade Christ. You are going to be faced with that same challenge. Downgrade Christ. Downgrade Christ. Not eliminate Christ. Just this Jesus, don't make it too much. Just Pull it down. The second issue with the church in Colossae was, was ceremonialism. The ceremonialism, that is the rules about the kind of the food that is permissible, the, 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 the religious festivals that are acceptable, circumcision or no circumcision. They say to you, uh, if you're a Christian, you shouldn't eat pork. I said, who said that? Bring it, let me work it. They say that, oh, uh, Christians, some people say Christians should not celebrate Christmas. I said, who said that? They say, some people say Christians should celebrate Christmas. I said, who said that? It's, Christmas is neither here nor there. Easter is neither here nor there. Christmas, as it is, is celebrated, Easter is celebrated, is not important to God. So why do we do it in church? Simple. Anything that will make Jesus known, we are for it. Oh yes, we are for it. <laughs> we are for it. And you see, I, I have pastor friends that we argue, if I'm telling you this, pastor friends that have almost turn their families apart. Why? Because the wife wants to celebrate Christmas. The husband says there's no Christmas. And, they, and we are friends. And I said to the, to the guy, that, why are you stressing yourself? 
on what is not. If the world recognizes one day that they recognize that Jesus Christ came, why not leverage it to make the name of Jesus glorified? Why are you worried about what you have been free from? Praise the name of the Lord. The third thing they struggled with, the issues they have, is asceticism. Asceticism is, is strict um, um, withdrawal from, from, from things and, and anything that will give you pleasure. Thinking that that is what determines your spiritual height. Don't handle, don't touch. And, and many, many people are, are falling prey to this also. In the church, there was a man that saw some guy that was almost dying. He has been fasting for over 21 days. No food. And he said to him, why are you fasting? And the guy says, oh, that he, one prophet said to him that his sins are many. So he needs to go 40 days without food. So that his sins can, so that all his problems can be solved. You know, human beings, we like that. We like anything we can contribute to, want to contribute to our own salvation. Let me tell you, there's, some, there's nothing you can contribute to. It is finished, and it is done, and it is complete. Praise the name of the Lord. The first thing they struggled with as a church Again, I know I'm going very fast because I know you are very smart. Is angel worship. Angel worship. Holy Gabriel. Holy Ruel. Holy Raphael. <laughs> Holy Michael. <laughs> it's not God. You've seen it in the Bible already to you. There are churches that do that. Or supposed churches that do that. It's not the word of God. Praise the name of the Lord. At least you read it yourself in the Bible, right? It's not pastors talking down on churches. It's the word of God. The fourth thing, the, 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 the fifth, sorry, they struggled with is reliance on human Wisdom and tradition. He relies on human wisdom and tradition. Oh, this is how it is done. Let's do it how it is done. You know, there's, there's a way of, manner of speaking in the part of the world I come from that let us do it how it is done so that it can come out how it should come out. <laughs> Christ is saying to you, for instance, what union has Christ got to do with Belial? Don't be unequally yoked together with unbelievers. But the tribe is saying to you that he's, a, he's from a Christian family. In fact, their father built the church in the village. But you know he's not saved. Oh, he goes to X church. But you know he's not saved. You know his life is not, is not saved. I know people that would say things like, oh, pastor, don't preach like that. You know, people are not. That's the problem with the church. Is it that you are going to allow God to be God or you are going to allow the traditions of men to be God? So who will be God for you? The wisdom of God says, don't be unequally yoked. The tradition says your, your biological clock is ticking. You better wake up. In fact, marry him, then baptize him. It's amazing that it's the same issues that these churches had. The same issues. The same issues.
verse 23 says, these rules may seem wise because they require strong devotion, pious self-denial, severe bodily discipline, but they provide no help in conquering a person's evil desire. No help. It is only in Christ that we have help. It's only in Christ that our obedience is complete. And obedience to God sets us free. God didn't call us to obedience so that we can be robots. God called us to obedience so that we can be free. The truth will set you free. So obedience is not the end in itself. Obedience to Christ is a means and the means to freedom. It's a means to freedom. So our obedience is so that we can be free. Our obedience is not so that we can be bound. Our obedience is so that we can be free. And, and Galatians 5.1, the NIV, Paul, St. Paul, puts it well in Galatians 5.1. He says, it is for freedom that Christ has set us free. Stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again with the yoke of slavery. So, verse 12 says, you were buried with Christ when you were baptized. If, if you are not baptized in water by immersion, you need to be baptized. Please register and you will be baptized. Just register at the Information and Connection Center and you will be baptized. It says, you were buried with Christ and with him you rose again to a new life. You were buried with Christ. You were dead in Christ. You are dead in Christ. And Galatians 2.20, I mean, it's a, it's a fantastic scripture to, to memorize. It says, I have been crucified with Christ. Everyone say, I, I've been crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me. And the life I now live, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. So he canceled, verse 14 says, he canceled the record of Wrong. The record of the charges against us and took it away and nailed it to the cross. In this way, he disarmed the spiritual rulers and authorities. He shamed them. How? Publicly. By this victory over them at the cross, you have died with Christ. And he has set you free from spiritual powers of this world. He has cancelled. To cancel there means he, he has deleted. You know, you have a computer, you delete a file. What happens to the file? It's gone. So every handwriting against you has been deleted. Praise the name of the Lord. That's what the word of God says. He deleted it. And he dealt with his principalities and powers publicly. Publicly. So it means that even... The demons know that Jesus is Lord. He didn't do it privately. He did it publicly. And that's just the beauty of this thing. So if, if, if there's a summary verse for the whole chapter, chapter 2, I think it's verse 10 that says that so you are complete through Christ who is the head of every ruler and authority. The KJV version says, and you are complete in him which is the head of principalities and powers. What is it that is, is, is causing havoc in the, the world? Whether you like it or not, there are principalities, there are powers, there are satanic forces. 
and you are complete in Christ who is above principalities and powers. You see, listen, you need to receive that. And to our mothers in this place, you are complete in Christ. Praise the name of the Lord. One major challenge that the woman race or I don't know, species face is they always, we, they, I'm not part of them, always looking for completion, for, for a man to complete you. <laughs> Rachel also made that mistake. She gave that to the firstborn and she said, oh, Reuben, now, I will be complete. Now they will love me. Now. It didn't happen. She thinks it's about competition. She gave that to the second one, Simeon. Right? Simeon, second one. Oh, I have another child. But she gave that to the third one. Reuben, Simeon. Levi. You are a good Bible student. That's good. Levi. He says, now. When he gave us Levi, he says, now. Nothing. Then she gave us to the fourth one. Judah. He said, I will praise the Lord. The glory and the lifter up of my head. You begin to find completeness when your heart lifts his hands to God in worship and in praise. Jesus is the only one that can complete you. No man can. No man. We can try. But we have been failing since Adam. Through Christ, you are complete. There's a song that we used to sing. Complete, complete, complete. Do you know the song? Complete in Him. I am complete in Him. Complete, complete, complete in Him. I complete It's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. It's not by works of righteousness, but it's not by works of righteousness, but by His grace alone. Oh, I complete. Complete in him, complete, complete, complete in him. I am complete in him. Complete, complete, complete in him. I am. There's nothing more that I can do, but Jesus did it all. There's nothing more I can do, Jesus did it all. There's nothing more that I can do, Jesus did it all. Let's bow our hearts as we bow our heads as as. We talk to God about what we have heard and, 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 and these words. And, and you are here, you just say to the Lord, Lord Jesus, now I see you clearly. And talk to him. You may be here and you're saying, Pastor, but I, I don't know Jesus. I'm not complete. My life feels void. I am far from God. 
Jesus is not the center of my life. Or Jesus used to be the center of my life, but I've gone back. I've, I'm, 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 I can't say that I know that I'm not with God. I know that I'm backsliding. Pastor, would you pray with me? Of course I want to pray with you. I don't need you to come forward wherever you are seated. Can you raise your hand over your head now and I'll pray with you wherever you are seated. That is me. Pastor, pray with me. Pray with me. God bless you. I put up your hand well, 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 well. God bless you. Put it up well over your head. Over your head. Over your head. And take the card. Don't put it on your head. Put it over your head. Raise it up. I need to see you. I need to see you. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. If you are online, instructions are scrolling. Instructions are scrolling. Instructions are scrolling. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Pray with me. Jesus. God bless you. God bless you. Keep the hands up. You will slip a card in your hand. Once you have the card, you can put down your hand. That is me, Pastor. Pray with me. Pray with me. Put up, put up that hand. Between you and God. Put up that hand. Put it up. God bless you. Father, in the mighty name of Jesus, we, we pray for your children who have committing to you today. Lord, we pray wherever, even those on the internet, we pray that your counsel of life will be established in these lives. Lord Jesus, they've come to you, reveal yourself to them. Change their lives and let your name be glorified. Honor and glory we give us to you. In Jesus' mighty name, we are praying.